I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. Today we are joined by Chicago Sky Garden fourth overall pick in the 2018 draft, Gabby Williams. like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month. You can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Do not forget to see our amazing written content on Winsider.com. Again, that's Winsider.com. Today we are joined by a fan favorite of the Chicago Sky, straight from the Wubble, Gabby Williams. This is the Winsider Show. Gabby, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's great to have you. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we get into this, there's obviously bigger things than basketball going on in the world, and the Chicago Sky have started a really creative and cool initiative. Could you please talk to us about that a little bit? For sure. Our initiative is called Sky Takes Action. Uh, you can find it on our website or any of our social media. Um, and basically, we are we found five organizations that we want to donate to. So for $10 for every point we score and $100 for every win, $50 for every loss, uh, will be donated to these five charities, and you can go to the website to learn more about them. Uh, and we're challenging our fans to match whatever we, we give as players. Wow, that's amazing. And th I like that it's it's tied into the scoring because you guys are a team that can put up some crazy numbers, which means that's more money to donate, and I like that you're uh, including the fans. That's really amazing. Uh, was that like a, a team initiative or like an executive thought? Uh, who came up with that idea? Well, before we came to the bubble, we, we knew that we wanted to do something and we weren't sure what. We weren't sure what what uh, what said action versus, um, you know, kind of the performative things. Like, yes, we're going to wear the shirts. We're going to be doing the media. But like, what are we actually doing to promote change and to promote action? So it was pretty collective. You know, all of us just bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, the, the money for every point was my idea. I did something similar with the Mamba Academy. And so I thought it'd be cool. And, you know, the girls, they're just amazing. They just, we had all constant meetings, everyone just bouncing ideas off each other. And this is what it turned out to be. That's amazing. Uh, well, all power to you. And uh, we'll definitely throw the link in the uh, the bio of this, this podcast. Moving wow. on to the basketball. Um, Gabby, you're in your third year, which at least in my opinion, and some of the opinions of the WNBA talking heads, it's kind of like years three to five or where you kind of solidify who you are and your growth as a player. How do you feel that you've progressed in your WNBA career so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been difficult. It's kind of like a, a double-edged sword where I can play all positions, but also no positions <laughs> at the same time. So it's been hard for me to find my role. And now I'm just kind of embracing that, the fact that I don't really have a role. I mean, every day in practice, I'm like looking at James, like, okay, what am I today? You know, but I, I'm, I used to hate that, but I think now I really love it. You know, Gabby, I, I've, I've had a chance. I mean, all of us really have had a chance to watch you for a long time, dating even back to you know your time in Connecticut. Talk to me about that. You know, just you as a player. I mean, if if, if someone who didn't know basketball walked up to you and was like, hey, what position are you? How would you describe that? I usually just say I'm a guard. I just say I'm a big guard. And um, 
Because I feel like that gives me the versatility to still bang with the post, still play inside, but um, obviously I play away from the basket. I face up and all that stuff, so I, I just say I'm a guard. Gabby, I, I refer to you as a Swiss Army knife because you can kind of do it everything, but I, I, I don't play the game. You play the game. Talk to me about what aspect of your game goes unsung. Unsung? I don't know. I, um, that's a good question. I think sometimes... I think I'm a pretty good passer, but I tend to I tend to be turnover prone. But uh, yeah, I think I think I see the floor pretty well. Well, and just to kind of follow up with that, I'm going to praise you here in a minute. So bear with me. Um, we talked about you know your maybe you can be a little bit turnover prone, but right now in, at this point of your career, um, at the early stages of year three, what what would you say your greatest weakness is? Uh, greatest weakness. Yeah, probably my, my turnovers, I think. Uh, cause it's, it's more of a decision-making thing, knowing when to shoot or when, and when to pass, especially maybe just cause I'm thinking a lot about last game too. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing that I just got to take care of the ball better when it's in my hands and, um, know when to, know when to attack versus when to pull up and, and that kind of thing. Is that something that you and, and the, the coaches spend a lot of time really analyzing in the film room? Yeah, yeah, we do. Especially with Olaf, he's always telling me to seek space and just find the open parts of the floor versus, you know, predetermining what kind of play I'm going to make. So that's uh, that's a big thing I, I think I've worked on this year is just the pace that I play at in order to make better decisions. So I think that's something that will keep continuing to get better. Well, and talking about decision making and things being worked on in the off season, let's talk about the three ball. Um, you know, you've you've been killing it so far this year. You're shooting forty four percent. You've already hit eight. Um, that was clearly a major point of emphasis for you this off season. Um, or or am I jumping the gun on that? Was that something you really worked on a lot this off season? Yeah, definitely. And I knew when I was going to France that that was going to be a big thing that I was just going to have to do. You know, I was just going to have to be okay with missing. Um, because that was my biggest thing is I didn't shoot because I didn't want to miss or I just always thought I was going to miss. And so um, I think in France, you know, I'm, I was had my first few games, I didn't hit a three and I was shooting maybe three or four a game. And then I just had a couple streaks where I was hitting five or six a game. And so it just took time. It just took time for me to get okay with missing in order for it to get better. Just kind of allowing yourself to work through um, that, that, you know, seeing the ball not go in versus then seeing it eventually go in and that confidence build. Well, what, what does that what does that offseason work look like? I mean, you know, obviously there was probably numerous conversations with you between you and the coaching staff. But what all did that what, what is what does it in, entail to be able to increase um, your game and expand your game to the point where you are now? What, what did you have to do to get this good at it? A lot of hours on the gun, for sure. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts about playing for Montpellier was having the shooting gun whenever I wanted. But uh, really, it was James, before I went to Montpellier, he was like, you know, obviously his wife is the GM there, so right. James lived there. And um, he was like, you know, we have this guy, Nico Perez, and I'm going to have you work with him while you're in France. And and when I worked with Nico, I felt like everything just kind of changed. We just worked on my coordination. Um and just worked on the feeling of the shot, you know, which I've never really worked on before. And so once I got an understanding for the coordination and the feeling of it, uh, it was time to come back to Chicago. And Olaf and Emre just worked on bringing the ball closer to my body, which Nico did as well. And just like how I'm catching and getting the ball off quicker. 
so it's great. I've just been able to add something new to my shot and build something every every couple months. You know, that's pretty neat that you were able to be in France and really just it's been all hands on deck uh, from the start with with uh, those closest to you. But I mean, okay, let's talk about quarantine. I mean, to me, it's an elephant in the room. But when you came back to Chicago, you were still able to train properly, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you mean uh, physically or? Yeah, just like getting in the gym and working on the gun and continuing to work on um, enhancing your shot during that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was tough because right when I was feeling really good about my shot, you know, we had the quarantine and our quarantine in France is like a lot more strict. So I think, you know, I didn't touch a basketball for like two months. And then finally, me and James just went to the park one day, got some shots up. But once I got to Chicago, it was good, you know, and I I got my rhythm back a lot faster than I thought I would, uh, which was I was really happy about that. I've got one more uh, before I pass it back to Arie um, with, with some team stuff. I just kind of want to hear from you. Um, I, I love this question in general just because I think it's fascinating. But um, at this point, game planning is, is so important, and, and I'm going to get to that a little bit later about what that looks like for this year. But in your opinion, what is the most difficult team in the WNBA to game plan for? Uh, I don't know. I think we always tend to struggle against Minnesota. I think no matter how much we scout, there's always something like some player has a game they haven't had all year or they have one situation that we can't stop for some reason. Uh, you you, you got to get that win for James. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But we I don't know. And we look back at the game like, how did we not win this or whatever it is? I don't want to say too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get one for James for sure. So I want to talk about the team a little bit. I mean, anybody who follows the W at all has to look at the Chicago sky and they see a family. (laughs) And that doesn't just happen overnight, but you guys have also been able to bring in new players into the fold and treat them like family and still continue to be a a family. Can you give us a little behind the scenes look and, and what goes into you guys being so close? Honestly, a lot of it's just luck. Because I've played for many teams, and I can definitely say this is probably the best team chemistry I've ever been a part of. Uh, and the fact that we just got so many unselfish and amazing people who on and off the court is rare. But I also think that, you know, we take advantage of it. We know what we have, and we embrace it. And it's also a part of the culture that James has helped create since being here, but also our vets also uh, you know, Slu and Allie and Steph and, and CP, our older players, have also created this um, culture for us that, that we are all together. We are good on and off the court. We can communicate. We I can get on you on the court, but off the court, we're, we're good. And I, I really love that about this team. Well, what is going to be the biggest obstacle for this team this season? Because there's a lot of high expectations. I've seen you throughout the early season ranked number one in the power rankings. What's going to be the obstacle for you guys to get, you know, fulfill your, your, your dream of winning a championship? To be honest, it's going to be the same obstacle that every team faces, which is going to be we're playing 10, 10 games in 20 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph's already been out for a week with her foot, so we were already playing down a man. Sid just got here. So it's going to be staying healthy. It's going to be managing minutes and making sure no one catches the virus. <laughs> And that we keep our our roster safe. Absolutely. And then to kind of piggyback off that, 
um, I guess kind of a two-part question, um, you know, me and my strengths and weaknesses questions. Um, what, what's the biggest strength of this Sky team? I think it's our, uh, the fact that we have so many weapons yeah. from different positions and that each player is, is pretty versatile, you know. We don't have, I think most, most teams um, have their designated players for, you know, designated things. But I think us, we have, you, you said Swiss Army Knife, but I'm for sure not the only one on the team like this, right. you know. So that makes us, it makes us very interchangeable, kind of almost a, James calls it like European style of basketball a little bit, uh, which I think is a huge advantage for us. Well, and then in your mind, Gabby, um, what makes this season a success? You know, if in order to look back on this 2020 season and say, hey, like this, this was the season we wanted versus, oh, we fell a little short. Where do, where do you draw that line? Uh I remember, like, at UConn, Oriyama used to say, like, he's okay with getting beat, but not okay with losing. You know, sometimes – and I think that's how we want to feel. We want to feel like we never get beat or, or like, like we got beat because they were the better team, not because we played worse, you know? So I think as long as we feel like we're playing at our, our highest level possible, uh, sometimes you can't control what, the outcome, but as long as we're playing our game and doing what we're supposed to do, I think that's a success. Okay. Well, and let, let's take it back, you know, you, you, you brought up, you know, the, the condensed schedule. You talked about the fact that this is just like games are back to back and it's just so rapid fire mm-hmm. um, and it's across the board. I mean, it's kind of like even hard for us as media to get content out that has a shelf life longer than, you know, two hours because of how, how quickly you guys are playing. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain to us and the fans, what does that look like for you? I mean, yeah, you, you play a game and then immediately after you got to take care of your body you got to start preparing for the next game but what does that look like logistically of just how quickly you have to turn around and get ready it's tough because that limits our practice time and so uh it's it's a lot more mental this year than it is physical because we're not getting the reps in in practice we're not drilling anything right now because we just can't uh so a lot of it just comes to being able to be focused, you know, in our scout and to absorb things mentally because we're not going to be able to rep it out, which is tough. It takes a huge, huge amount of, of focus and discipline. Yeah, you're not necessarily able to really, um, you know, have those hours in practice just to work on yourselves mm-hmm. or implement new things or new action or, you know, that that type of stuff. I can't imagine, um, you know, it, I guess it, it probably made those couple weeks of training camp that much more important. Am I right? Yeah, and our, our time in the market uh, before training camp even started. So uh, it it's really important, and you definitely have to be locked in all the time because, like you said, you know, we don't have uh, practice time to rep things out. Uh, so when we do have practice and we are throwing all the new things that we want to get in, we have to be locked in and, and focused. All right. Well, and what about you personally? I mean, this year, as we all know, we're talking about the wobble every two seconds, and this is just unprecedented, and everything is just so different than what we have ever seen in our lifetime. Um, but I have to believe that there are some positives um, to kind of being in the situation that you guys are in. I mean, I know just from analyzing it from my perspective, I mean, the, the travel aspect has got to be nice. Um, but talk to me just a little bit about you and your game plan and, and just kind of mentally and all those things um what what have been some of the positive or or negatives of just kind of the 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 bubble down there and um things that have really helped you versus the challenges that you face every day I think the biggest positive is the not traveling for sure because people don't realize I think that 
a lot of times our off days are travel days and anyone who travels the way we travel knows that that's not really off exhausting (laughs) oh right so I think that's the best part is just you know it takes me 10 minutes just to go to practice and then I'm right after a game I'm home I know I don't have to travel or pack or anything uh my roommates are great I live with Slew, Allie and Steph so that's been really really fun so I don't mind just you know that the fact that we do have a roommate situation here um but yeah it's it's not it's not that bad all right, I, I got some some rapid fire questions. A couple of them are going to put you on the hot seat, so you have fair warning. Um, but what what is your mantra this season? My mantra is just next play. But my like personal it. one is just next play, next play, and I think that's helped with my shot too. What is the best wobble meal you have had so far? Oh, we did taco night one time, and that was really good. Me and Steph cooked. All right, who is your favorite artist? It can be music. It can be you know any form of art. Uh, FK Twigs, but I've been listening to a lot of BTS lately. I've been in the K-pop realm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, now this one, I know I'm going to get you in trouble for it. But who is your favorite teammate? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not answering. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who is who is the toughest player in the league to defend for you? Oh, um, well, when Del- Deladon, when I had a matchup with Deladon, that was always really difficult. She's not playing this season, but yeah, I would say her. And now I'm going to flip it over to Rachel because she wanted to ask you something about the longboard, which is completely out of my wheelhouse. So. <laughs> yeah, like how long have you been longboarding for and what is the difference of longboarding versus skateboarding? Uh, I mean, I've learned how to, I knew how to, I went through my little, little skater girl phase from, I don't know, I was maybe like fourth, fifth grade. For a long time, I've been skateboarding and stuff. Uh, but once I got to like Yukon, it was too cold for all that, too many hills on the campus. <laughs> and of course, being overseas and stuff. I was rollerblading when I was in France. But yeah, so I've been skateboarding for a while. And I brought the longboard here because longboards are good for distance, you know? They're not meant for the tricks and stuff like okay. that. So I, it's purely for transportation while I'm at IMG. So so you wanted to do the longboard as opposed to a bike or rollerblading? Right. Okay. I didn't even know people still rollerbladed. I, I'm really, I respect you for that because I think it's actually really fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was living on the beach in Montpellier, so it was perfect. I was just rollerblading down the, down the boardwalk. Oh, I love it. Okay. I've got a couple more and then we're going to let you go. You've got some new ink on your arm this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. How long did that take? That was uh, six days, six sessions. Oh my day. God. Like, like full days or like six hours each yeah, day? Yeah, like full days, like 9 to 6 p.m. Man, mm-hmm. no, it looks good. You Thank look you. really good with that. Um, all right, now my last one before I, I, I toss it back to Aria to finish up. You guys are uh, facing the Dallas Wings tonight, um, not to put a, a limit on kind of our show, but um, and I know you don't want to give away all your secrets, but uh, what are your thoughts headed into this matchup and what are some things you guys have to do in order to win this one? I think we're just going to have to be ready to match their aggressiveness and uh, just be ready for how physical and, and how athletic they are. So whatever they do, we're just going to have to match it, match their energy, match their physicality, all of that stuff, because they're a good rebounding team. They bang inside in the paint, and and they've got some good slashers. So it's going to be team defense for sure. 
All right. So something that's always been one of the coolest things for me on social media is the Twitter army that the Chicago Sky have. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you're fully aware of how powerful they are in the W Twitter sphere, but what does that do to you as a player to feel that type of support on social media from your fans? It's so fun. It's so fun, especially for a league that I think is so underrated. It's huge. Um, shout out to to Sky Show Shy. I right. mean, he's, he's everywhere, and we see him at the games and stuff. So it's so cool how much love uh, they show us and everything, and it's so encouraging. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us, and best luck for tonight and for the rest of the season, and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much.